every job I've ever had and the lessons I've learned from each. Enjoy. Welcome to the Paul Miners Podcast, the show that will help you to optimize your time, income, and lifestyle fast. Get more done with actionable, easy-to-follow advice and learn how to live life on your terms. And now, introducing your host, Paul Miners. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Paul Miners Podcast 2, episode number 135. And as I said, I am today talking about every single job I've ever had and what I learned from each. And I have to thank my wonderful wife, Haley, for coming up with this idea for me. I often struggle for content ideas, which is why I love hearing from you guys so much. But yeah, sometimes struggle for ideas. Haley came up with this one. She said, why don't you write about all the different jobs you've had? Because you're always telling me different stories. And so I thought, wow, what a great idea. And I do find it really interesting when you look back at your life, particularly your childhood, and when you can identify moments that give you clues about what kind of person you're going to turn into. And at the time, you know, you usually don't realize these significant moments are happening. But when you look back later, these tiny little things stand out as really pivotal forks in the road where, you know, had you made a different decision at that time, your life could have been really different. And I think it's really interesting looking back at these memories and seeing, wow, look, that's something I did that's really consistent with who I am today. And so that's what I'm talking about. And I thought I'd do this, uh, explore this by listing every job I've ever had and identify some of these moments. And when you do this, it's really interesting to look back and I think derive some of the lessons as well, because I think what I learned from these jobs really definitely helped to shape who I am. If you would like to share any big lessons or interesting jobs that you've had, please let me know. You can find the show notes for this episode at paulminers.com slash 135. And check out the post as well. I've written about every single job and I've included a few photos as well. So if you want to go see some uh, photos of young Paul, head on over to the blog. So let's get into it. And to start with, we're going to go all the way back to the early to mid 90s when I was around five or six. I can't remember the, the exact age. And although this isn't really a job, my first kind of uh, little venture, business venture, if you like, was selling bracelets on holiday when we were in France. Um, so yeah, I think I was around six. We we our family would go on these camp camping trips to France. We lived in the UK. We grew up in the UK, and we would go uh, uh, get the ferry across to France and go camping for the summer. And on one of our trips, there was a market, and there was a woman selling these little kind of plastic bracelet making materials, like basically plastic string. And with encouragement from my mum, I purchased a bundle of colourful plastic and she showed me how to plait and make a bracelet. And so for the rest of the week, I would go up to other kids and parents on the campsite and I sold bracelets for about, I think it was about three francs, if I remember correctly. So I think that's about 50 cents US. And, and the thing was, they could choose any three colours they wanted and I'd make them a bracelet on the spot. And it was a real hit. And I think it was because, you know... People on holiday, they buy bracelets and the markets were selling them a lot more expensive than I was a kid. And, and I think everyone can remember, you know, when you're a kid, a few dollars feels like a lot. And so I really enjoyed it. And it was my first experience making something from scratch and selling it for a price. And it was my first ever business venture. And had my mum not encouraged me to do, the, to do this, I may have never developed the interest in business that I have today. So it's a really interesting memory to look back at. Had, had that not happened, would I have gone down a different path? I don't know. My next, well, my first kind of proper job was when I was a paper delivery boy. I was aged, uh, this was when I was aged 13 to 16. And as soon as I turned 13, I was legally old enough to work. And my twin brother and I, we got hired as paper boys. And we would have to get up at about 6 a.m. in the morning, I think. And we would have to deliver newspapers around the neighborhood. And in the winter, you know, your hands would be freezing as you cycled the route. And 
If it rained, which it often did, then tough. And you were paid a fixed price for the route. So if you were fast on the bike, the essentially the effective hourly rate that you received compared to alternative jobs was pretty good. And I think that's why I stuck with it for so long. And looking back, having to get up early and find the willpower to step outside into the pouring rain really helped me to become the morning person that I am right now. And I really can't emphasize the feeling of waking up in the morning and you can hear the rain outside and you know you now have to get on a bike and cycle around in the rain for half an hour while you deliver papers. Um, so yeah, pretty, pretty tough going for a while there. My next job was when I was a dishwasher. This was when I was aged about 16. And I was. this was when I was old enough to start working in like a cafe. And I got a job as a dishwasher. And it was a small local cafe. Uh, it was, And it was just me, actually. Just me and the owner, who was also the chef in the kitchen. So there were literally two of us in the kitchen. Surprisingly, I really enjoyed the work. And I think it was partly because I was just happy to be inside, not cycling around in the pouring rain. But I would get, you know, new batches of dishes, utensils, and cutlery dumped on me every few minutes. And I found it really interesting to work out the most efficient way of getting through the, the workload so I could be ahead of the inbound dishes. I wanted to be so far ahead that I had, like, I was, I, I wanted to be waiting for dishes. I wanted to, like, beat them. It was like, it was a bit of a game for me. And I ended up being so fast on the dishes that the chef got me making chips and sandwiches to help him in, in the kitchen because he would get really slammed at lunch. And looking back, it was one of my first experiences learning about the importance and benefits of efficiency. And I learned that if I did a good job, I'd be rewarded with more responsibilities. And this really helped me to develop a good work ethic as well. Next, I was a waiter from aged 14 to 21. This was after we moved to New Zealand now. Um, so that job, the, the dishwasher job I had right before we left, we arrived in New Zealand. I got a job as a waiter in a cafe slash restaurant. And in the five years that I was there, I went from being really nervous in front of customers to developing my people skills and personal confidence. And I also took on a few side projects for the cafe. Like I set up a Facebook page, I posted videos and I redesigned the menu, uh, just the printed menu. And while I didn't get paid for this extra work, it was great leverage when negotiating a higher hourly rate. And a funny story, when I when I first started, I was, I was, was not enjoying the work at all. It was really busy. And I was still pretty young, and, and so I called the owner to tell her I was quitting, and her phone went to voicemail. And instead of calling back, I just didn't try calling back again. I just, I didn't quit. And so it was really funny how the owner missing that one call meant that I ended up staying in this place for five years. And after looking back, considering how I grew as a person, I'm really grateful that she missed that call. <laughs> My next job, actually, where well, it sort of overlapped with the waiting job, was uh, I would teach kids sailing. So I was a coach. And this was teaching kids very young, their first time ever in a boat. Uh, we were big into sailing growing up, and so I was um, teaching kids how to sail. And I spent a few seasons teaching kids how to sail at our local club, uh, and I really couldn't believe I was getting paid to be out on the water in the summer teaching kids how to sail. And looking back, um, I mean, I can't really remember any real significant lessons or moments other than that particular job was just a lot of fun. This episode of the Paul Miners podcast is sponsored by Front. Now, the number of inboxes we have to deal with on a daily basis has become pretty overwhelming. Most people have multiple email addresses, social media accounts to check, and now add to the mix a situation where maybe you need to collaborate with a few people to work on the same inbox at once, maybe if you work in sales or customer support. Now, in the past, teams have tried to manage a shared inbox using labels or folders or by CCing messages 
and emailing each other back and forth, and it's a real nightmare. Uh, trust me, I've been in these situations before. The good news is that with Front, this is the only and last inbox you'll ever need. Front allows you to create a team inbox where multiple people can access the same email account, and incoming messages can then be assigned to a teammate who's responsible for replying. As a team, you can chat within the thread and draft a response together and, and converse back and forth. And it's not just for email. You can connect your Twitter and Facebook accounts, manage a phone number and send SMS messages, or even deal with chat responses from your website. And it's not just for sales and customer service teams. I've been trialing it with my wife, who helps me with my email. And she'll often have questions and needs to check with me before she hits send. And in front, we can chat back and forth in real time without having to move the message between folders or CCing each other. Front also integrates with loads of third-party tools, so I've connected it with Pipedrive and Asana, which means I can really easily create new contacts, deals, or tasks right from inside Front. You can get started today for just $9 a month. Head to frontapp.com forward slash PMP to start a free trial. And thank you, Front, for sponsoring this episode of the Paul Miners podcast. Next, though, um, I did work on an, an Explore NZ boat as a crew member uh, when I was age 19. And one of the guys I was doing the coaching with, he had this second job as a crew member on this boat. It's actually an ex-America's Cup boat. And if you're into sailing like me, you know America's Cup, big deal. So it was one of the ex-America's Cup boats that belonged to New Zealand that, took, that takes tourists out sailing. And he would, this guy was able to get my brother and I a, both a place on the crew on the boat. And this time I thought I'd really made it. Like, what a great way to make money. Uh, unfortunately, the other crew members I found weren't that friendly. Uh, there was a big learning curve with the job, and learning how to sail these high-performance boats was not easy. It was my first time on a boat like that, and the crew I found just weren't open to helping me that much, and I felt like I was falling behind. I just felt their frustration with me due to my lack of experience, and I just didn't enjoy the work at all. And so I learned that even if you're doing a job that's fun, it can really be ruined by the culture and the people you have to work with. And I worked on the boat for about a summer, but I didn't stay long after that. It was a real shame. Next, we had my first proper business venture, if you don't count selling bracelets. This was with a friend of mine when we were at university, and we sold advertising on coffee cup lids to local businesses. And during the lifespan of the business, we had a grand total of two clients. And for our first campaign, we had to buy 10,000 coffee lids and apply 10,000 stickers by hand to every single coffee lid. Uh, we made a few thousand dollars each doing it, um, but we weren't all that keen on growing the business considering the amount of manual labor involved. Uh, head on over to my blog, paulminers.com slash 135. You'll see a picture of one of the one of the lids just so you can get an idea. Uh, but on the plus side, what I learned doing this was this, uh, sorry, on the, what I did learn was the accounting part because we actually registered a company. We had to do GST and do accounting. And I was doing an accounting paper at university at the time. It wasn't even part of my major. And just doing the accounting for the business helped me apply a lot of that understanding. And I got an A- minus in my accounting exam, which I was never expecting because it was not a strength of mine by far. So that was an interesting business. Um, next, we actually, with the same guy, my friend, we set up a second business, uh, App Factory. This was when I was about 21. And we had a go at making an iPhone app we were really inspired by a story that Tim Ferriss posted about a guy called Chad Moretta. He'd done very well making apps. 
And this was in the early days of the iPhone as well. And we really thought if we could get on early and make a good app, we'd make millions. And so combined, we spent, I think, about New Zealand, uh, in New Zealand dollars, about $10,000 on this business. Uh, and we only made like a few hundred dollars each. It was a real fail. So yeah, no, not a great success. Um, but we did learn a lot about working with contractors and the importance of testing your ideas before investing you know, significant amounts of money. Amounts of money. Next, when I was about 20 uh, to the age of 21, I worked as a camera monkey at Mighty Ape, which is an online store here in New Zealand. Uh, I basically had enough of my cafe job. I finally quit that job. Um, after five years, I just it was time to move on, and I quit. I found this new job making YouTube videos for this, for this website. And it was my job to make videos about the products and just generally promote the business. And it was um, the, the challenge that I had was it was hard to convince my colleagues to talk on video. A lot of people were really shy. Um, but I did enjoy the work a lot, and, I, and uh, I did this for about a year, and I learned a lot about making videos and uploading them to YouTube, and now YouTube is one of the main ways that I promote myself, and I'm very grateful for the experience I had early on learning how to make these videos and, and work through that process. Uh, by the end of that year, we got onto my actual first full-time job, which was as a marketing gorilla at Mighty Ape. This was when I was aged 21 to about 24. Um, it was my first full-time job after finishing university. And I learned a lot in this position. To this day, I'm very grateful to have been able to work with some very smart people. Uh, it was during my time at Mighty Ape, I developed a lot of online marketing experience, you know, learning about just all different areas like SEO, Google AdWords, and social media, which have been very useful in my business today. I feel like I got a very broad um, understanding of marketing, which just applies a lot to what I'm doing now. And during my time at Mighty Ape, I discovered Asana. Uh, while listening to a podcast and I showed it to my boss who loved it and I then took the lead on setting it up for the different teams at the company and my boss ended up paying me a bonus and while I didn't realize at the time Mighty Ape was my first ever consulting client and as I got better at using Asana and project management in general I was given more responsibilities and got to do things like organize trade shows and produce product catalogs and it taught me a lot about just managing big projects using a tool like Asana which obviously, doing what I'm doing now, came in very handy. Next, we got, uh, I worked as a mortgage advisor at a company called iRefi. This is with my friend, same friend from before who I did the business with. He'd started a mortgage advice company, and from when I was about 24 to 25, I spent about a year working as a mortgage advisor. I actually came in to help with marketing, but trained as a mortgage advisor. And during my time there, I learned a lot about personal finance, about investments. Uh, and in fact, I think if it wasn't for this job, Haley and I would have never purchased an investment property. It was definitely through the people I met where we were able to buy an investment property, which we don't have anymore. It's actually the house we live in now, but we did for a short time have two, two properties. And the most important takeaway from this job was the confidence I developed talking to and selling to people on the phone, which for what I do now came in very handy because I run a virtual business. I talk to people on the phone all the time. It was also at iRefi that I was exposed to Pipedrive for the first time, which obviously became the next tool that I started consulting on. And while working there, that was when I started my consulting business on the side. I was working with uh, you know, small to medium-sized business owners, helping them with Asana and Pipedrive. And by the end of 2016, I was earning more working for myself part-time uh, with about you know, 15 hours a week than I was at this full-time job. And so that was when I quit. And you can read my side hustle success story, which is a detailed timeline of kind of the events leading up to that and what I did next. Uh, if you want to kind of follow the journey on from there and hear about my travels and things, definitely check out the, that post linked in this blog post. And then finally, we get to where I am today, which is, I don't know what, uh, I don't really have a kind of 
easy to describe title, but I'm going with self-employed blogger and consultant, and I've been doing it since I was about 25. I've been doing this for a little under three years, and yeah, I just love the freedom that comes from being your own boss, setting your own hours, and I can't even begin to list the things that I've learned while working for myself. Um, I'm and, and it's just amazing to kind of go back. Like I said, I had a lot of fun making this this blog post, and it's, it's amazing looking back at the stories and the jobs that I've had and seeing how each one prepared me in some way for where I am right now. I'm not sure what the future looks like. I don't know what I'll be doing, whether I'll be doing this for the long term. At least for now, I'm, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing and will assess each opportunity as it comes my way. And so there you have it. This, like I said, this post was really fun to write this and, and record. Uh, like I said at the start, I think it's really amazing to look back at your life and... and um, picking out these key lessons and moments where everything might have been different. And I would love to hear from you as well. So if you do have any stories, jobs that you've learned, important lessons from, then please let me know. You can find me on Twitter, at Paul Miners. If you're on my newsletter, please respond to my emails or leave me a comment on the blog, uh, paulminers.com slash 134. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I had a lot of fun making it. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you very much for listening to the Paul Miners podcast. Two quick things before I go. Firstly, if you enjoyed this episode or if you have any feedback, please leave me a review on iTunes. It really does mean a lot to me because it helps the show to get uh, discovered so that more people can benefit from the content. And I would love your help getting the show out there. So please, if you have a minute, I would love a review on iTunes. And uh, on that note, if you want to give me any more feedback, you can always reach out to me via my blog, leave me a comment, or if you're on my newsletter list, you can respond to any of my emails as well. I really do love hearing from my listeners and hearing what you want to learn about and getting your feedback. Number two, if you want to connect with me on a more regular basis, you can become a VIP member of my website. Head to paulminers.com VIP to learn about my membership options and how to get access to my private Slack community. This has typically been reserved for my uh, high-end customers in the past, but I've opened it up for the first time. So head on over to the website paulminers.com VIP to learn how you can get access to my private Slack channel where you'll also get access to my complete library of book summaries as well. One more time, thank you very much for listening and I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners podcast.